Blog Talk Radio. I've been paying attention to what's going on out there, man. Yup. I've been watching you niggas stealing my ways and shit. Uh-huh. And it's getting out of control now. Out of control. I'ma start telling you niggas like I tell my bitches. Listen. Don't watch me, watch TV. This is pay for you, nigga. You got to pay for this. Let me take time to brush my shoulders off. Wait. I had to dust my shoulders all back. Y'all been waiting, been bitching, been anxious. Now I hear for bring back me your greatness. Yes, the rap I lead, jab I weed, and come back with the same jab times three. I blow smoke to the heaven. I'm so dope with the weapon. Rap one big casino. I'm plotting Ocean Eleven. I, I might have sold the least, but I still managed to be most feared by most MCs. Good. Who dope is me? Who close to me? For sure, Bobby, nobody. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Now listen, you can either comprehend it or compliment it. It's all authentic. Yeah. But you better believe whatever I say, no homo. You can bet your balls I miss it. Mic check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, what is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Check. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Check. Mic check, one, two, what is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Bad news, rap dudes. I'm back, fools. Get it thrown up. This is that jack move. That's true. I just sneezed in a track move. TSOTS Blog Talk channel, as well as on the TSOTS app. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This is your boy, the most electrifying man in internet radio, DC's People Chef. You know I'm here with my two 
my two folks is my family right here. First off, we got to introduce the always beautiful Queen Poison. Queenie, how you doing? Getting you. Oh, uh, you know, I'm hanging in there just chilling all as always. And then, of course, you know, I got my brother from another mother, one of the hardest working men at TSOTS. The one and the only, the Bishop Manning Kane. Bishop Manning Kane, what's going on, Bishop Manning Kane? Oh, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Listen, don't nobody give an introduction like you, though. Don't nobody give an introduction like you. You you you, you get us crunk. You get us you get us hype. Oh, I'm ready yes. to get this yes, show sir. started and uh, get the people what they came what they came to hell, what they calling to yeah. listen. Let's, let's let's get into them. That's Shout right. out to uh, Queen over there, Queen Pen. So I'm gonna call her from now. Jenny wants to be a host of the show. Mommy, <laughs> you wanna be a host, Junior? Oh, that's your son. Huh? Yeah, that's my son. That's Junior. Aww. Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a he's a radio host in training right now. He's gonna learn from the best. Well, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm trying to get there, but, you know, I'm trying something. But, you know, everybody knows how we are. We are a very interactive show, so make sure y'all hit us up. Y'all can give us a call, 347-215-8558. Again, 347-215-8558. You can either call in just to listen, or you can call in and actually, you know, speak with us about tonight's topic, which is top five female MCs of all time. Um, so definitely, you know, hit us up about that Or you can just sit and listen, you know, it's all good um, Also, you can tweet us um, At TSOTS Production uh, Using the hashtag I'm changing the hashtag The hashtag is TSOTS Mic Check Because last time I used that hashtag It was something else with Mic Check in it So it was like, okay, we're not going to have that Have our shine taken So um, it's going to be TSOTS Mic Check you can give us your top five female MCs of all time, or you can listen to our list. And if you feel we miss somebody, if you feel our list is, you know, is fine, what have you, you know, speak on it. But uh, before we get into tonight's discussion, and even before we get into what is like the return of Battle of the Best, which we haven't done in like a month or so, um, I would like to go ahead and we're going to get into tonight's quick three. Uh, music news for the uh, for this week, and the first one is a very sad, sad news story coming out of the music world. Um, earlier today, it was reported that uh, Maurice White, who was the founder and leader of the legendary Hall of Fame R&B soul group Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, passed away in his home in Los Angeles early Thursday morning uh, at the age of 74. Uh, sources say that the um, that his ca- cause of death was uh, complications of Parkinson's disease. Um, Mr. White announced in 2000, the year that uh, Earth, Wind & Fire was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that he had Parkinson's disease. Um, he was diagnosed with it in 1992, and by 1994 had to um, not had to quit touring with the group because of his condition. But he remained as a decision maker with the group um, all the way up until his uh, passing, which was just recently. Earth, Wind, and Fire was just was one of the most legendary groups out there. Their their style of music 
really define and de- and define uh, the, the the genre that they were recognizing, which was R and B, with hits such as Shining Star, September, That's the Way of the World, and they did a cover of Got to Get You Into My Life, which was done by the Beatles. And I mean, their song September is probably one of the most played songs at. Black family reunions and barbecues, and y'all got to agree with me on that one. I mean, come on, let's be for real. Most uh, any black family reunion or barbecue you go to, you gonna hear September at least once. So yeah, yeah. So um, so White did pass, you know, pass away. Um, he occurred like he is survived by his brothers, uh, Verdine and Fred, both of who whom are also members of the group. Uh, other uh, information on survivors was not immediately made available at the time that uh, the report was made. And, of course, funeral arrangements have yet to be determined uh, at the time that the report was made. But, again, a uh, legend, uh, uh, legend in the business, uh, Maurice White, dead at the age of 74. Uh, at the end of the show, we will pl- be playing an Earth, Wind, and Fire song as a tribute uh, to Maurice White, so definitely stay tuned for that one. I can't wait to play that one. It's um, actually uh, a really good song uh, by them. I'm sure you know Bishop when he hears it, he's gonna like really love it. So I can't wait to well, play that one. You already know. You already, you already know. You already know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number two on the quick three uh, has to do with Timberland. Uh, back in, on January the 28th. Timberland was supposed to be um, a part of a – he was a part of a charity event at Club Blue in Detroit uh, to benefit the uh, people of Flint, Michigan, and the Flint water crisis. But apparently there was supposed to be some kind of performance that didn't happen. The club owner is claiming that Timberland did not perform and did not want to perform because they did not have – the the style of, uh, the the type of champagne that he wanted, which was Ace of Spades, Jay Z's uh, brand. Um, instead, they gave him Dom Perignon, and so it's in all his him and his entourage ended up having two bottles of Patron, three bottles of Ciroc, two bottles of uh, Douce, and a bottle of Di Serono. Um And then when he did get on stage, he didn't perform. He just basically nodded his head to the music and stood there. Now. Timberland, now Timberland addressed the situation on social media uh, shortly after all this took place. Uh, Timberland on Instagram replied to a comment by an Instagram user by saying, quote, uh, you look like a smart girl. Well, this is not a quote. I'm like actually like it's actually written this different way, but I'm going to paraphrase. He said, like, you look like a smart girl. So I want everybody to think. I don't. I don't want everybody to think that I wasn't supposed to perform. Uh, think about it. Why would I do that? And uh, see what I need to do now is call out these promoters uh, because what they're doing is not right. Basically, saying that the promoters lied to the people by advertising performance, but they did not agree on a performance. So um, basically. Long story short, Tim Tim Timbo was just there just to make sure money was raised, which it was. But the club promoters promoted as him performing, 
Like, so where have I heard this before? Oh, yeah, a lot of promoters around here in D.C. Yeah, they do the same shit. This doesn't surprise me. Um, so, yeah. Um, but Timbo did catch catch a lot of crap on social media for that. But, I mean, he did respond to us. So, I mean, what else can you do about that? What do you guys think about this? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, because I, I read that story, um, I didn't go look to see what he said on Instagram. But I feel like at the end of the day, you know, it's just his word versus the word of a promoter. And let's just be for real. We know some promoters are big-time liars. Not all, but some. And unfortunately, some of the good ones, some of the good ones suffer because of because of the bad ones. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll sit up there and they'll Photoshop a celebrity's picture on a flyer and all that type of stuff, and claim that celebrity's going to be there and so forth and so on, all in an attempt to make money, raise money. Um, so, being the fact that all the details have not been released, there has not been a copy of the contract submitted stating or showing the simple fact that there was an agreement reached for him to put on a performance or whatever the case may be. So right now it's just all hearsay. His word versus the word of the promoter. And what people witnessed pretty much that was there. And him just getting up on stage and just nodding his head. <laughs> but my thing is, even if if you weren't there to perform, you know, if you're going to get up on stage, say, you know, at least say something. Don't just stand there and nod your head to the beat. You know what I'm saying? Just address the crowd. Say, hey, you know, appreciate being here. You know, let, let, let's let's remember what we're doing while we're here, you know, which was to raise money for the situation in Flint. And then, you know, show the people some love. Keep it keep it going. But apparently, the same fact, he wasn't even doing that. He wasn't showing no love. At all, he he had rude comments to say. Apparently, so they say, to the workers of the club who wanted to take pictures with him and all that type of stuff. So again, most of it's most of it is speculation and hearsay. His word versus the the promoter's word. If there was a deal and he broke it, then shame on Timberland. Especially considering the cause. You know why you were there. Um, well, if, 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 if so, I mean, that, 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 that's just, that's my outlook on it. Uh, I hear you on that one. Well, you got, you got any, you got any views on this one before we move on to the third story? Um, I'm kind of with Eddie on this one. <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to believe a lot of these promoters, like, I'm kind of more so on if the artist is really going to be there. I noticed that some some celebrities, even people that do reality shows, if they're going to be at a certain club in a certain city, they help promote it themselves by saying, oh, they're exactly. at such, and such club. Exactly. They'll, especially on Instagram, they'll put up the same flyer that the promoters have. With their picture on it, they'll put up a video. They'll say, you know, which club they're going to meet me here. Like, for instance, I think Cardi B had did one, saying that she won't be at some club and for everybody to come out and see her. So it's it's kind of like 
exactly what Eddie was saying. It's kind of like hearsay. You know, you can't you can't really call it because it's not enough facts being presented to make a real judgment call. It's basically like, oh, well, either way, you know, the even side you pick is kind of like bias. Right. Like, you can exactly. be on somebody's side and be biased because you enjoy him as an artist, you enjoy him as a producer, you enjoy his music, or you can be biased by saying, oh, well, maybe he really was flip floppy and didn't show love was that petty about some champagne. I doubt anyone would really be that petty about champagne, but at least I would hope not. Right. So it's it's kinda up in the air. I just I mean, I think we all are in agreement that it's he said she said and it's just, you know, we, we don't know the real story. So I mean we really can't speculate on what happened, how did it happen, whatever. It happened we just got to move on, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to move on here to the final uh, quick three story, which has to do with a documentary that's getting ready to come out regarding the uh, murder of Tupac Shakur. Uh, a new documentary is getting ready to drop on uh, Netflix in the spring. Uh, apparently fe- uh, is a documentary that features a retired Los Angeles uh, Police Department detective, Greg Kading, who says that, the um, person that was behind Tupac Shakur's murder was none other than Sean P. Diddy Combs. Uh, according to the documentary, uh, Kading, who worked the case for about three years, said that Combs hired Crips gang member Dwayne Keith, Keithy D. Davis, to kill Shakur and his manager, Suge Knight, for a million dollars. And he alleges that on the night in question, September 7, 1996, that KVD's nephew, Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, was the trigger man, and that it resulted in, Sh- in uh, Shakur's death. Uh, he, um, the detective also alleges in the documentary that in retaliation, Knight hired Bloods gang member Wardell Pucci Faust to kill Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G., for 13000 and on March 9th, 1997, just six months after Shakur's death, Biggie Smalls was shot to death in Vegas. Uh, again, that documentary, which is entitled Murder Rap, was originally pre- going to premiere originally premiered in 2015, but it will be available is available on iTunes now and will debut on Netflix in the spring. It is based on Kading's 2011 book of the same name. What do you guys think of that? I mean, again, I mean, what can I say? Who, who man, really, honestly, to some fact, let's just be for real. It's, it, since this has all went down, it has been back and forth over who who's responsible for Pot's murder, who's responsible for Biggie's, and you know, there it goes back and forth between it being. Oh, Puff is responsible. Oh, Suge was responsible because Pac was about to leave death row, and basically would have left would have left Suge stuck. Cause really, yeah, by that time Snoop was gone, Dre was gone, so all he had, only heavy hitter he really had was you know what I'm saying was Pac. Nothing against corrupt guys, diligent, all the rest of them, but they they want Pac, and they definitely want to hit no Pac's level. So, uh. You know, you got the you got that room. You got the room in the fact that it was Puff. 
You know what I'm saying? But then they turn around and they say the same thing. Oh, she'll be responsible for some fat for Biggie's murder. You even got something that'll sit up there and say this and say Puff was responsible for it. Like really? So I mean, hearsay him took talking this, this and that. Like and they act like they know but if that was the case, then how come nobody has been arrested and charged for either murder? Nobody. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's that's a true statement right there. It's like you know, you got you you got names of the people apparently that are behind it. Yet none of these men have been arrested. There's been yeah. no trial for these men. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if you think about it, this upcoming September will be 20 years since Pac has been has been killed. 20 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Twenty years has gone by, and not nobody's answered for 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 what has happened. He, I think it's he, you know now the coming out. I mean, what's really going to happen? I don't. I don't get so, it. Queen, uh, I, don't, Queen, I don't. I don't believe it. I mean, but even with having these names, of course, you know they're going to want to have the facts to stick it to these people, and then the people in the streets not talking. Because of that whole no snitching, it's kind of like okay, you got these names, but what else can you do with them? Yeah, that's true. It kind of like just stops there. Like I could sit there and be like, oh, point the finger at you, and you could have had nothing to do with it. And because I don't have any solid evidence to tie you to that, you know, it's kind of like it goes nowhere. Just like them saying that, oh. You know, Puffy did this, Suge did that. Now, for Suge to put out a hit on anybody is is not hard to believe, given the fact of him running over his own his own man a couple years ago. Y'all, y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, ran over a whole person and kept going like it wasn't nothing. Ain't check on him, ain't called him later to see if he was all right. Just, just ran over him like a speed bump. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is shit we talking about. Let's just be for real. That right. nigga was that nigga was heartless. Period. Yeah, he really was. Shook, shook ass, man. Like I'm not. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. But I mean, but I mean, the the long, long story short though is that you know I'm I would be interested to watch this documentary. But I'm just like you know you have the names. Why isn't why isn't hasn't been this been prosecuted? You know, again, twenty this September, like Bishop just mentioned, this September has been twenty years, and no one has been brought to trial. No one is doing the time for it. So now you come out with this documentary right before the twentieth anniversary. I mean, what is that going to do? Absolutely nothing. Yep. Just think about it. It'll Absolutely. be September. It'll be twenty years for Pop, and then that upcoming March of twenty seventeen, it'll be twenty years for Biggie. Exactly, exactly, and uh, so that's that's our quick three. And just one more quick note: uh, Happy birthday to uh, rapper and actor Cameron. Uh, February fourth, which is the day we're doing this show, uh, he turns forty. How about that, Cameron? Really? Forty years old. Yep, his debut album, which was Confessions of Fire, came out in nineteen ninety eight. 
So happy birthday to Killer Cam. Dip, dip set. Can I honestly sit up there and say this, take this sidebar and say, I don't think Cameron has one song that I actually like. I don't know. I kind of like Horse and Carrier. That's my joint for the longest. I like War. I like War because he went, he went, he went nuts on that joint. That one and uh, the joint where he dissed um, Jay Z, with and he had uh, he had Jewels on that joint. Uh, Bigger Picture. Those are my two favorite Cam joints. Was those two? Like I said, I like Horse and Carriage and What Mean the World to You. True that. Yes, indeed. But, you know, that's our quick three. So now we're about to go from the quick three, and it's about time. Yes, indeed. It is back. It is back. It is back. It's been a while since we've done it's this. It's about to it go down. That's right. It is Battle of the Best, where us three, we each have picked a song based on a topic, or in this case, the CEO's challenge topic, and we are going to go head-to-head to see who has the best selection. And for this edition of the Battle of the Best, is the CEO's challenge. He has picked musical parodies. And let me tell you something. This was actually, I'm not going to lie, this is probably the easiest of the Battle of the Best challenges to pick. Seriously. Even after I was told nowhere to die, this is easy. This is real easy. But um, who wants to go first? I know the champion usually goes last, but who wants? you want to go first? Which of you want me to go first? I mean, I'll go first, man. Um, not, I, I mean, I I picked a song, you know, I really was looking at some Michael Jackson stuff because I just wanted to laugh because people have a tendency to, like, go all out when they're trying to, like, imitate Michael. So um, I saw this one that they were using video games, um, but they were using Smooth Criminal as the, the basis of the parody. <laughs> so, um... Uh, it's called Smooth Jungler by a group called the Yordless. So uh, okay. I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of funny. Um, you would have to see the video to really get to laugh, but it's kind of funny. But in a sense, it's almost kind of like they also they use Smooth Criminal, but they, it's like they kind of use uh, uh, what's the name of the group that re that redid it, the rock group, and something. But we're going to get into it. Let y'all decide. All right. We are going to get into it. This is uh, Yordles with Smooth Jungler. This is the Bishop song on Battle of Death right here on ESOTS. Mike Check. Oh, 
White White Baby, Jim Carrey's parody of Vanilla Ice. That's funny. And that was my pick, White White Baby, Jim Carrey from In Living Color. You're welcome. Yo, you just reminded me of how funny that show was. <laughs> right, because I was listening to it. I I remember that whole scene. Yep, with the with the with the with the jumpsuit on and the big ass shoes on. And the flat top, yo, that shit had me die. As soon as, as, soon as I was told, no weird out, that was the first song that came to my head. That's why I said this was easy. That was the first song that came to my head was that exact parody. I was like, man, that's got to be the one right there. So that's my pick. So now we're going to go to our champion. She's been the champion for like a month and a half. So Queen Poison, what you bringing to the table? What you bringing to I mean, you know me. You know how I do. <laughs> um, I actually went with a comedian by the name of Doughboy. And this particular parody has been all across the Internet. Um, I originally saw it on Facebook, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. And it's a parody of Drake's Hotline Bling. So he's been officially called by everybody as Flat Drake because they couldn't remember Doughboy. 
So my song is Hot Sign Bling. Nice, nice. Well, let's get into it. The Hot Live Bling Parody by Fat Drake right here on TSOTS. Mike check. Fat Drake. We used to order on my. We used to, we used to. Yeah. We used to order on my cell phone. Pizza with those wings. I love. Place orders on my cell phone. Late night when it's time to grub. And I know when that I sign blinks. It's time for some Krispy Kreme. And I know when that I sign blinks. I'm gonna eat everything. From all around the city, you you got a reputation for yourself now. Every other day you order takeout. If they messing up your order, got me stressed out. I'm trying to lose weight and get skinny, but with you, I'm Started cooking less and eating out more. Cheddar baby biscuits from Red Lobster always want more. We save so much money if you went to the grocery store. We used to order on my cell phone Pizza with those wings I love Place orders on my cell phone Late night when it's time to grub And I know when that hot time blinks It's time for some Krispy Kreme And I know when that hot time blinks I'm gonna eat everything Ever since we went to Denny's, you, 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 you ate my bacon and you know you're wrong. You had a grand slam and you ate it all. Got your head places where we don't belong. Every time we go to Philly, you, you get that cheesesteak that you asked for. Packing a steaks or even Gino's what you asked for. We both look like we ain't never seen a gym before. These days, all I do is wonder if you out here eating crab cakes with someone else. Wonder if you eat golden corral now with someone else. Holding in and out animal style fries with someone else. You don't need no one else. I'd rather you eat by yourself. No, why you never alone? All these cinnamon rolls. Used to cook at home, be a good girl, make a taco. Poisons 
pick for uh, the Hotline Blade parody. And can I just say that now I'm hungry? Because after that, I'm, I'm just saying. Then I know when the Hotline Blade. <laughs> you time for some crispy greens. We got a crispy crack. I really want some Krispy Kreme now. Like, I'm not bullshitting. I really want some Krispy Kreme now. Like, on some real shit. I really want some. I'm probably going to walk around singing that now. Okay. <laughs> See, now second everybody. Well, that, yeah, I ate it, though. But that that was the battle of the best, y'all. So y'all heard the song. Let me get back to it for y'all. For y'all who may have missed it. Uh, the Bishop chose Smooth Junglers by the Yordles. Uh, my pick was White White Baby, which was the Vanilla Ice Parody by Jim Carrey off the In Lemon Color. And Queen Poison's pick was Hot the Hotline Bling Parody, Hot Sign Bling by Fat Drake. Um, so the poll will be up right after the show goes off the air on our group page, which is TSOTS Presents Mic Check. You can go on there and you can vote. From the time the poll goes up until Wednesday at at 10 p.m. Wednesday. Okay, 10 p.m. Wednesday. So you have until then to vote for which one you like the best. You can only vote once, so just make sure your vote counts. And you get to decide. Queen Poison will continue her very long reign as the, B, as the Battle of the Best Champion, or will myself or the Bishop finally... Drop her, like take her off her throne and reclaim the throne for one of ourselves. So you make that happen. I will be. I will be honest with you. I like my. I like all these picks. It's gonna be interesting to see how the people vote. Uh, what do y'all say? I'm getting to see what, what everybody says. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I um. I'm gonna just sit up there and put, throw this out there. Because it's stuck in my head right now. I would not be surprised if Queen retains her hold on the I wouldn't throne. be. I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. However, all that simply means is, Queen, I'm coming for you. That's fine. Uh-oh. Make sure you check out that parody on YouTube, though, so you can see him do the Drake <laughs> dance. Oh God! <laughs> he even had a sweater. He had a sweater. He oh had my God! Dressed up as hot dogs. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Well, I mean, look, that was the battle of the best. So um, tonight we got our, our discussion night of our top five female rap artists. But we, you know, we got to take a pause for the cause before we get into it. So um, before we take before we take this pause, I'm gonna introduce the song we're gonna play while we're taking this pause for the cause. Uh, this young lady right here, uh, when she was out, and she she was hot. I mean, she had she had the lyrics. You know, it's just sad that she really wasn't able to continue to be successful. She really, you know, really kind of fell off, I would say. But this song right here it reminds me of how good she she was, how good she could have been. Had she continued on and found the right, you know, I guess found the right support and the right backing, in my opinion. So uh, this song is Charlie, is uh, Feel It, which basically is a sample of the same song by Michael Jackson. 
It's actually by Charlie Baltimore, and like I said, she just goes nuts on this joint. So we're gonna play that as we take a pause for the calls. When we get back, we're gonna discuss. We're gonna each give who we think are the top five female rap artists of all time, right here on my check, right here on the TSOTS.
Charlie Baltimore Station. WNFH. Not for hate. Not for hate. And the roar of the crowd as we come back. This is TSOTS Mike Check. Is yours truly, DC's people, Shambalaw, Queen Poison, the Bishop, the Bishop of Eddie K. And we are getting ready to get into our discussion of the evening. We've already done our Battle of the Best. So we're going to get into our discussion. Our discussion tonight has to do with female MCs. So we're I, I challenge my two co-hosts, because everybody knows I'm the hip-hop head of the, of the, of the, of the panel, so I challenge my two uh, co-hosts to come up with their list of who they think are the top five female rap artists of all time. If you have a list of your top five, give us a call, 347-215-8558. Again, 347-215-8558. Let us know who your top five is, or you can tweet us your top five using the hashtag TSOTS Mike Check and let us know who your top five are. So um, let's go ahead. We're going to get some music going here and then uh, who wants to kick it off? Get some music here. Ladies first. Uh-huh. Sure. And, and you know what? It's funny to play this song. <laughs> Cause like that was my favorite song by her. There you go. Um, on my list of top five MCs, I have Missy, the Misdemeanor Elliot, Salt and Pepper, so two for one, The Brat, and Little Kim. You see me? Okay. Well, everybody knows Missy is great at everything. Anything she touches is a hit. So that's self-explanatory. Um, salt and pepper because they were one of the the pioneers as far as women in hip hop. And it, I guarantee you, anybody that's within our generation knows at least one song type of song, whether it be Push It to Tramp to anything else you can think of. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a man. Uh, <laughs> you know, shoot, let's talk about sex, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, the brand <laughs> from Functified to when she hooked up with Missy and did Ladies Night and Ooh I I mean any song she got featured on or had somebody featured on that was hers like she ruled like the late nineties going into the two thousands like she was everywhere. Um, Eve being the first lady of Rough Riders I mean clearly she's playing in the background I mean everybody knows the Eve song 
everybody has a favorite Katy song, whether it's you loved her from the short platinum blonde hair to when she dyed the red to when she grew it out to there was so many levels and and moments of Eve's evolution. Like and each it's it seemed like each year for her got better, except for lip lock. Lip lock wasn't that great. But anything else prior to lip lock was one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And Little Kim, I mean, Little Kim was like the first lady of Bad Boy for rapping, period. Like, she influenced everybody, especially Nicki Minaj. I mean, we can see that clearly. And like, Hardcore, boy, like, Hardcore, hands down, was her best album. Yep. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. And she definitely, definitely. she made gritty and and grungy and flat out just hardcore lyrics. Okay, for for female. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, indeed. She, she made it seem like it was okay to be nasty. But she had no shame. She had no damn shame. No, no. No, absolutely not. That's a good. That's a good list of. That's a salt and pepper. Like, like any any most top five lists should include them because they were definitely pioneers in the chain of women and and hip hop. Uh, so that's that's really good. I, my list doesn't include them, but you know I consider them mostly. When I say MC, I feel like look. I look at the solo artists. So if I looked at group female groups, they would be up there in my top five, definitely. Definitely in my top five. So Bishop, my my my, my R and B expert, what what did you come up with? Uh all right, all right, because we got five minutes left, so I'm gonna make this quick. Um Actually, actually, uh, because I know how long this session is going to go, I extended it by 30 minutes. We're going to keep going. Fuck this. Plus, I want to talk about, plus, I want to do a quick discussion on who, what your favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire song is before we uh, get out. So, yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah. Then that's that. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, Eve, of course. I fell in love with Eve from the, from the very first time. I, I I heard her, saw her, and heard her with Rough Riders. Um, uh, Shauna, who used to be part of a uh, DTP, you know, Ludacris's label. Uh, wow. She's under she's under Nappy Boy now. Last time I heard. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta put Shauna because her her flow. She she had she knew how to be sexy as well as still. Like hit you with some hit you with some, and she and her flow. Like anytime a female can keep up with twist on the track, she earns my respect. And if anybody's listening to that song RPM with her and when her and Twister, and just listen to how she keeps up with him throughout that entire song, verse for verse. That right there still the deal for me. Like, so I gotta include I gotta include Sean. Uh, uh, MC Light, gotta throw MC Light in there, man. 
And she like had bars, dude. One of the light talk pepper, one of the many female pioneers, man, to inspire the little Kims, inspire, you know what I'm saying, the, the brats and all that type of stuff. So I got to have MC Light in there. You got to have an old school, got to have a pioneer in there. Um, I had Missy, but since Queen picked Missy, um, and I already, and I already at Eve, I'm gonna pick somebody else. So I'm gonna throw in uh, I'm gonna throw Foxy in. There. I'm gonna throw Foxy in. There. Um, Foxy's another one that you could pretty much say, even though her and Kim was pretty much kind of out at the same time, and they both. Were known for pushing the envelope as far as in sex appeal and the stuff that they said on the records. Um, but you know, she wasn't one to sleep on. And lastly, uh, Uh, let's see who for my last one. Oh, uh, I, had, I had Missy, I had Brad, I had Eve, and I had Shauna for like my five, man. Uh, and then you know Foxy was one of my honorable mentions. You know I had Lil Kim too, but she she mentioned Lil Kim, so. Um, me and we and Queen was kind of pretty much basically on the same page as far as like who we picked. Um, that's a, that's a good list too, bro. That's a real good list. That's some, we got some heavy hitters on that joint. Uh, so I guess that it, 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 I guess that makes it my turn that. And you know, I, I'm looking at my at my list here, my my wonderful list of five. You know, it it kind of I kind it's kind of took me a while to come up with five because there's so many female MCs out there that were just like so so like just nasty with it with the with the lyrics and just so awesome and just so memorable and whatnot. Even some that were like one hit wonders or some that had one good album and then nothing. You know, it's just they were just out there, and they was just, you know, it was just hard to pick five that were at the top. But I was able to do it. Uh, but again, it wasn't without some difficulty. So this this lady right here is uh, part of my top five. Rod Digger. She's that flip mode. She had bars. Let's go. This track right here, this is one of my favorite Rod Digger tracks right here, Break Fool. This joint right here gets you hype. That's how tight this joint is. It gets you hype. She was rocking with Buster and all Slip Bones. And when she came out with her with her first album, her first album was like was like that, you know, Imperial. She has some good tracks on that joint. And everything. I mean, she still does some things, but she didn't really have the mainstream success that her fellow flip mode uh, cat folks had, especially like Buster. 
But she still held her own. And, you know, she still, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, you go and get Imperial, you're going to like Imperial. It's a, good, it's a good track. I mean, it's a good album. You know what I'm saying? So Rod Diggins is in my top five. Um, Lauren Hill is actually in my top five because, you know, if you listen to the entire Fuji's first album, she just ripped it. She just ripped it. You know what I'm saying? And even on the Miseducation Lauren Hill, she does a lot of singing, but when she raps, yeah, she she has bars. So Lauren Hill's in my top five. Um, then I gotta give it up to Lil Kim. Lil Kim definitely is in my top five. I mean, hardcore. She had a lot of memorable hits, and then she even had hits that a lot of people really didn't hear, but you hear them, and it's just like, yeah, that's just that, right? The track we played while Eddie while Bishop was talking was good. The one she did with Biggie. That was all the hardcore, and that's a really chill track. Uh, that's a really, really chill track, but, you know, it's talking about drugs. But it's good, you know, but again, Lil' Kim had the lyrics. I just feel so bad that she went and got all that goddamn plastic surgery, and now she looks like a Mr. Taylor head and everything like that. Okay. But, uh, but despite the fact that she looks like that, she was still one of the most skilled artists out there. Uh, Foxy Brown is next on my list. Foxy was another one that just didn't give a damn what she said on the track. She, Il Nana was like, Il Nana is too positive. You know what I'm saying? Il Nana was too positive. She didn't give a damn. She had tracks with J- with Jigga Man. She had tracks with Blackstreet. Um, one of my favorite uh, Foxy Brown tracks, and I was trying to get it, you know, uploaded so I could put, you know, play it here on the show, but, you know, I couldn't find a good version of the play. was the BK Anthem, which she absolutely murdered. And being that, you know, BK Bronx at Brooklyn was like a, a third home for me because I used to have family up there, you know, I kind of could relate to that song and everything, but she absolutely murdered that track murdered it. It was I, I really enjoyed that track, and I you know I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of Foxy Brown. Uh, Eve is definitely on my list. Matter of fact, she's at the top of my list. She's at the top of my list because of the fact that she is. I mean, as has been said, she's the first lady of Rough Riders, and she was just amazing. And she was just. I mean, she her. Her versatility and the type of song she did, you know, she did, you know, I remember she did a song with Jada Kiss on one of the Rough Rider um, LPs, uh, Ride or Die, Vol- I think it was Ride or Die Volume 2. She did a song, Got It All, with Jada, which was off the hook. Um, and then she does a deep song like Love is Blind, which talks about uh, being in an abusive relationship. And, I mean, it just told a very deep, strong story about, you know, being in abusive relationships and what abused women go through in those situations. And it's like, you know, Eve is is right there at the top of the list. All of the mentions is Charlie Baltimore. Like I mentioned before we went to the break, she had some hits. She had some lyrics, but, you know, she just didn't have the mainstream success that she should have had. I think that if she had the right situation, 
at the right label, I really think that she could have been out there and a lot of people would have been rocking her music. I mean, Feel It is like my all-time favorite Charlie Baltimore song. That joint just goes so hard. It just goes so hard. And my other honorable mention, and I'm pretty sure people are going to look at me and be like, what the hell? Emil. I'm sorry. All Money is Legal. She was a one-album wonder under Jay-Z and Rockefeller. But Shawnee could go, though. Shawnee had bars. All Money's Legal Drug was awesome. I had that dream. That dream was tight. Especially the track she did with Jay-Z and, um, when she did, the track she did with Jay-Z and, 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 and Beanie, um, that she, she did, she had pieces on Jay-Z's joint, all kind of rock joints. She was tight. But the problem was, I don't think she really had the desire to be in the rap game. She did the All Money is Legal LP, and then she was done. So yeah, it wasn't much. like, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, she just, you know, she didn't have the backing to be successful. She could have did two more, two, three more albums and probably had some good success. But after All Money is Legal, she, she, she left the game. She left the game voluntarily. It was like, I mean, and you know, you can't fold her for that. If she didn't have the desire to be in the game, you know, why do it? Why do it? You know what I'm saying? Why do it? So, Emil is an honorable mention there. So, I, you know, those are those are my top five. And as I said, there are plenty, there are plenty of female MCs out there, you know, mainstream or otherwise. Who could make who could make anybody's top five? I can tell you right now, like if I were to include local artists in my top five, like I can tell you right now, uh Lauren Hill Digger would drop off the list and like and even like hell, even Lil Kim would drop off the list and I would pick somebody like T Steva, who is a local uh, artist from from here in the D C metropolitan area. She has bars. I mean she is nasty. Nasty. I'm gonna let y'all hear one of her tracks uh, one week, one of these weeks, and everything. We do a, a local artist showcase. I'll let you listen to one of her tracks. She is off the chain with the lyrics. Uh, another person um, I would I would have is uh, oh my goodness, why does her name escape me? Um, I'm gonna figure out her name eventually, but she is like she's like a poetic. She's poetic when it comes to. Um, Rhyme. She's very. She's a poetic um, rhymer, and it's just amazing when she when she when she raps. She's a very conscious individual, and I I, I, I don't know why her name escapes me. And it just I, I feel so bad because I'm a I'm a good friend of her. I, you know I, I remember meeting her a few times, and she's just so dope. So she would be another one. And then um, but there's a, there's a bunch of female artists. Just in this area, who could rival? Who could you know? Who could rival some of these women on any of these top five lists? You know, any of them. And you know, if we ever do a local artist showcase, you know, sometime down the line, I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely bring some of that to the table. Definitely, female, male, what have you. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, that's that's that that's that's my top five. That's my top five. So, everybody, 
Huh? Not a bad list. Yeah, like I said, it it was uh, it was kind of difficult. It was kind of difficult, I will say, because you know, again, I know a lot about hip hop, so it was kind of difficult to pick five. You know, pick five. You know, five females that would be at the top of that list, and you know, that's what that's what I came up with. Like I said, I had a couple honorable mentions, and um, yeah, that's that's basically where where we're at right there. So. <sighs> that was that was a that was a fun discussion though. That was a fun discussion. And again, if you want to, you know, you want to tell us, you know, did you like our list? Did you do you think that you know there should be a different group of five that should be in the top five? Did you you know? Did you want to take one or two out of any one of our lists? You know, let us know. You know, hit us up on the Twitter on the Twitter machine. You know, use the hashtag TSOTS mic check. Let us know. Tell us what's going on. All right. Um, so we talked about it earlier. Um, we, it was mentioned in, in the quick three. It was the first door in the quick three. Uh, it was, it was, uh, reported earlier today that, uh, Maurice White, who was the co-founder of Earth, Wind & Fire, passed away from, uh, reportedly from, uh, complications of Parkinson's disease. Uh, he passed away in his sleep at the age of 74. Um, and I can tell you that I... I like. I'm pretty sure all of us here have grown up listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, so I wanted to take this time and uh, you know ask each one of y'all what is y'all what is your favorite uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire song and why? Uh, Bishop, we'll start with you because you're you're the you're you're the the resident expert on this. So we'll, what's your favorite and why? Oh man, you gonna put me on the spot like that, man? It's, 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 you know it. It's, you know it's, it. It's, it's quite. It's, it's, a, it's a few of their songs that I, I really absolutely love. Um, but um, like Superstar, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I love that song. I love um, September, like you said. There's not a reunion or a family, a black family gathering that you can go to, and you don't hear that song. You're gonna hear. It. I know at my family, during my family functions, we we definitely hear. It. Um, whether somebody actually plays the record, or one of my one of my aunts or my uncles break out singing it. So, um, but after the long after the love is gone, has to be probably my all time favorite. Just the just the instrumentation of that song just does something to me. It just it just carries me to a whole nother place, and puts me at peace. So I I, I gotta go with after the love is gone. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I've heard that song. I like that song, but I'll tell you what my favorite is in a minute. Queen Queen Poison. What's what's your favorite uh, Earth Wind and Fire song, and, and why? Um, I would have to say between. Boogie Wonderland and Fantasy. Okay. And those are my favorites because of the vibe that I get. Like those are just songs that you can two sip if you want to, or you just play and you just cool and just relax. Like that's the type of music I clean up my house to. Where you know I'd be in a good mood and I'm like singing and dancing while I'm cleaning so it would make my work go by faster. It's just those relaxing songs. Those are songs that, you know, our grandfather would probably play if we were in the house. Like, 
on a Saturday afternoon, just kick back chilling. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I have two favorites from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, one is September, definitely. I mean, like I said, every time when you even when you hear the beginning part of that song, you like, dun, 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 oh my god, you just go absolutely off. You be like, oh, here we go, let's go. Do you remember? Yes, indeed. That's 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 one of my favorites. The other favorite is a very smooth love ballad. It's from their album All in All, which was released back in 1977. It's called Love's Holiday. Now, many people may not know it by that title. They may know it by the title Would You Mind, because that's what you hear mostly in the songs, Would You Mind. But it's called Love's Holiday. That is, yo, that is the ultimate, that is the ultimate baby-making song. I can I think I can recall plenty of times where me and my significant other have had our adult time and that song has played in the background. That is the ultimate baby making song. It is an amazing ballad and it is that's the type of ballad that you don't hear much of anymore in modern music. I mean, you look at the lyrics and it's just like Wow! Like, why don't we hear this anymore? So, you know, those are my two my two favorites. September because the upbeat it always makes it always takes me back to like summer cookouts or some, you know family reunions. All my family reunions usually happen in the summertime, so it takes me back to summer and it makes me think of the summertime, the warm air, the warm breeze, the sunshine, all the people playing. And, you know, just the barbecue and everything like that. It just takes me there. And then Lover's Holiday puts me in a, you know, puts me in a very romantic, you know, intimate mood, you know. And that's, those are the two, my two favorite songs. I, I mean, I grew up on Earth, Wind, and Fire. As much as I'm a hip-hop head, I have such an appreciation for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Such an appreciation. And I have a follow-up question, and I already have my answer, but I want to know what y'all's answer is. When you listen to any Earth, Wind, and Fire song, where, like, what, what mindset, what mindset does it put y'all in? You know, what, regardless of what song it is, what, what, what feelings do you have when you listen to an Earth, Wind, and Fire song? I'm typically relaxed. It puts me in a good space. Yeah, I, I, I definitely put you. Like I said, it puts me in a place of peace. I mean, overall, it's feel-good music. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. I will say this. When I... Anytime I hear Earth, Wind & Fire song, doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it it definitely, you know, takes me... It definitely gives me a nostalgic feeling. It takes me back to you know listening to you know their songs in the car on car ride on long car rides when my parents would listen to the oldie station when I was young I was just like you know I didn't really appreciate it because I wanted to listen to my music you know my type of music and everything I didn't like I didn't want to listen to that old old stuff you know but as I'm older and I listen to it more you know it takes me back to that nostalgic feeling of being on those car rides and knowing that we were going to 
my grandparents' house in South Carolina for a week or two weeks, and we were going to a family reunion or we were going to some kind of function or going doing something as a family. And it just, excuse me, it just took me to that, you know, to that, that place. It took me to a, a place of peace, and it took me to a place of, you know, like when things were simple and where things were were great, you know, and that's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people out there would have the same type of feelings and the same type of emotions when they listen to an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of people out there, they hear the news of uh, Maurice White's passing and, you know, they're they're thinking of their favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire song, their favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire albums, how Earth, Wind, and Fire makes them feel um, whenever they play it. And, I mean, it's just that is the impact that this group has had, not just on the genre of R&B, but just on music itself. It's on music itself. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what type of music you like. Earth, Wind, and Fire, one of the pioneers, and the reason why you like the music that you like. I mean, am I wrong to say that? No, no. You speaking truth about it? I mean, they, they. I mean, they're the ones. Like, I wish. When we spoke about who can save hip, who can save R and B, I really wish that those guys were still at it. I mean, I'm pretty sure they are still at it, but I really wish they would come out with new stuff and really just drop it on this R and B on this current R and B game. I'm pretty sure if they brought the same, the exact same sort of of R and B music that they brought in their prime to this current you know, this current genre of music, it would most likely crap on it. It would take a big crap on it and throw it in the garbage and not even think about it anymore. And that's what I miss, that's what I miss about that's why I don't listen to much R and B anymore. 'Cause I it's not like Earth Wind and Fire. It's not like the Temptations. It's not like uh the Whispers or, you know, bands like that. It's not that. It's not like Luther Vandross or Babyface or Levert or Aaron Hall. You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, in my opinion, were one of the pioneers that brought out the, you know, that made it possible for these artists to be able to 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 have the platform to do what they do. Bishop, I'm pretty sure you know you feel you you have the same the same mindset that I have about Earth Wind and Fire. I mean they're pioneers. Yep. Absolutely. So um so we we still got some, some time left. I wanted to play this song as we were going off the air but I don't think I want to wait any longer. I think I want to play it. And it's kind of funny because, Bishop, you just mentioned this as your favorite song, one of your favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire songs. I say, you know what, I'm going to play it now and get your reaction to it. And then, we'll, you know, and when we get back, we'll, you know, go through 
the rest of the week's program, and we'll talk about, you know, we'll get through the rest of the week's program and how you can get in contact with us, everything like that. And then we'll get up out of here. We did extend in love 30 minutes, and it sounds like sounds like my co-hosts are ready to go to bed, as am I. So um, I want to play this song, and then we'll get up out of here after this song is over with. So let's go ahead and play this track. I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm just going to let it play, and then we'll go from there. All right, so we'll be back. Uh, play this tribute to this tribute song for uh, Maurice White, passed away at the age of 74 on Thursday. Uh, this is a track, a classic track from Earth, Wind, and Fire.
we're back here with uh, TSOTS. That was After the Love is Gone, Earth, Wind, and Fire, a tribute to uh, Maurice White, who again passed away early Thursday morning at the age of 74. Bishop, you said that was your favorite song, and I, I kind of figured that was, you know, it was kind of coincidental that that was the song I picked to play. Yeah, man. I, 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 I love that song. That was, I guess, the reason why it was one of the first songs I actually ever heard by them when I was younger. And then, you know, of course, you expand on it uh, on your own. Cause you, but I just never, I just, uh, like I said, the, the from the intro to uh, just the lyrics. Um, when you listen to them, you pay attention to them. It, it just kind of makes you reflect on uh, something, you know, your own personal relationship and and a change that it took. But if you listen to the instruments and how they make each instrument blend, but yet stand out at the same time. Just groups, and that's just groups like them, uh, Temptations, I mean, the list goes on. Um, you know, the Gap Band, list goes on. Um, Maurice White was a phenomenal artist and then some. And he is definitely going to be missed, but he will never be forgotten whatsoever. He he just won't. All the contributions that he made to music and then some, he just will not be, he will not be forgotten. But, you know, condolences to his, to his, his family, to, you know, bandmates and, and all his, you know, true, all the true fans. But um, that love that song, love they love their songs, just period. Um, yeah, and uh, they got some cuts. They yeah, you can definitely make a few kids that uh um, but you know, that's the story for another day. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, we're done. We're, that's it for our, our show. Um, just gonna let y'all know, y'all can definitely check it, find us on Facebook uh, on our official forum which is CSOTS Presents Mic Check. You can um, join the forum and also go there to vote on tonight's Battle of the Best uh, selections. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at TSOTS Productions. You can follow us on Twitter at TSOTS Production. Uh, we have a Tumblr, Two Sides of the Story. Uh, we have a website, uh, com, and we have a YouTube channel, uh, com slash TSOTS Productions. Uh, you can also follow each of us on Twitter. You can follow myself, DC's People's Champ. That's DCS People's Champ. Uh, you can follow Queen Poison at Queen underscore Poison. That's with two I's and the O's. The O's are zeros. And you can follow the Bishop Annie Kane at Born A underscore Champion Two. Uh, and you can also catch the Bishop uh, tomorrow night for uh, for his and hers. Uh, they're going to be doing a roundtable discussion tomorrow night, so that should be fun to listen to. Y'all better listen to that when it starts at 10 p.m., and it's going to be definitely entertaining to listen to. You can also listen to the Bishop on Sunday for the Refresh, 
Uh, he and Dolce Diva will be speaking on that, on some various inspirational things on the refresh. So you definitely want to listen to that. That's at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Um, next Wednesday, we got uh, the Skybox, yours truly, along with Chills and Tiny Tim. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, Super Bowl wrap-up. We're going to be talking about who won, what happened, all that good stuff. And um, we'll be also talking NBA, NHL, and more. And then next week on My Check, we'll be back with you again. So definitely, you know, check us out. We thank all of you guys for listening. We thank all y'all for hanging with us for an extra 30 minutes. Um, and I thank my co-hosts for hanging for an extra 30 minutes because both of y'all sound like y'all just ready to pass out. And that's pretty much what I'm going to do when we when we get off this thing. So, uh, you guys no, have I'm any not going to pass out, but. You guys have any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Nah, I'm good. Just ready for the show next week. <laughs> you, 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 hold on. I just want to point out, did you hear that confidence in her voice, though? You hear that confidence? Like, she just noticed in fact she's going she gonna to be on the throne <laughs> next week. I mean, you know, you got to have that confidence. You're going to win, boo. I hear you, queen. I hear you. We shall see. We shall see. See, we shall. Well, my my final my final thought is is that certain music is timeless, and anybody who tries to put a limit on it doesn't know any better. It's timeless much. and it's priceless. Such research like Earth, Wind, and Fire, and and Temptation and groups like that, they're timeless and they're priceless. You can't put a price on them, and you can't put a limit of time on them. They will forever be. They will be played long after all of us are dead and gone. So enjoy it, appreciate them, and just know that this is how music used to be. How good it used to be. It wasn't always as bad. Um, that's Amen. my final thought. Also, also make sure you check out our our group. I actually posted up a, a video about two hours ago. Uh, somebody took the um, Forgot About Dre uh, beat and did a freestyle on that joint and just straight killed it. Uh, Queen, you already seen it. You like that joint, so I want everybody else to go look at that. That joint, they, he killed it. Killed it. So go check that out. Anyway, we're done. We're out of here. Thank you all for listening. For the queen and the bishop, the champ. We'll see y'all next week. Let's get it. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings.